Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Peter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Well, hello, folks. Welcome to the show. Hope everybody is doing good. This is the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Hope you're having a good day, whatever day it is that you happen to be listening. I uh, got a little special uh, podcast today, kind of a uh, last minute, kind of thrown together breaking news kind of deal. One breaking news is I've got a new microphone. Uh, my wife actually has been talking about doing a podcast and uh I said, you need to get a microphone. I'm not always going to have my TV stuff here. Told her what kind to get. And dadgummit, I think it's a better microphone uh, for what I'm, well, for podcasting than what I'm using in the TV stuff. So I'm trying it out today. Sounds really good in my ears. We'll see how it plays across on the air. But uh, also trying out a new little process here uh, of tapiness and important. So this was a good topic and a good time to kind of jump on here and just see how everything works with it and uh try out the system and the workflow so hope everybody's off to a good start it's fall it's it, it this is the time of the year when the fishing gets good again the bad part is if you live uh anywhere near me in the south or pretty much any other part of the country it's not exactly fall weather uh it's been extremely hot we've still got 90 degree days going on here and uh it's looking like we've got at least four or five more days of 90 degree heat so we're going to go into the first week of october with highs in the 90s which is crazy stupid for this time of the year 80s we can tolerate i've dealt with that plenty of times but uh we're looking at i think thursday a high of 95 degrees which is just ridiculous uh and it's kind of had its effect also on fishing uh the fishing has been eh, hit or miss i i'm hearing of some good reports some uh good fish being caught and then i'm hearing of times where it just goes downhill uh and i've heard that from a lot of lakes uh stuff on the catawba chain uh stuff down into south carolina on santee it's kind of up and down hit or miss on what's going on so uh that kind of is what it is uh it's just i think once these temperatures start to cool a little bit this water gets out of the 80s i haven't been on a local lake uh in a couple of weeks but i was just down at the coast uh for two trips which i'll tell you about in a second (laughs) i snuck in a second one but uh the water temperatures down there were in the low 80s 81 82 83 84 and uh that's just not that's not fun it's just not fun fishing so uh it's not good for that transition to that takes place so uh inevitably it will cool off global warming is not here to stay uh it will start to cool down we will start to get to some decent water temperatures and some decent air temperatures and we'll get to fish the other thing is uh we may actually see some rain too that's another thing we need here in the southeast is uh our lakes and rivers are starting to drop a little bit nothing crazy it's not over the top but uh it's a uh definitely noticeable thing we've noticed here a lot in the south is there's a lot of leaves on the trees dying obviously they're getting ready to change colors and all that but there's a lot of stuff just dying off and i think that's from this really just snap uh of water that's gone we uh had a lot of rain early in the year uh probably heard me complain a bunch about so much rain never seen so much rain we actually had a record level uh water flood event on the catapa chain and the upper reaches of it and uh that has uh you know that has went away and now we're into more of a drought so 
All this stuff added together makes for some tough circumstances, but uh, it is what it is. All we can do is adapt, go fish when we can, and get out on the water. So uh, the uh, folks that are fishing this weekend on Lake Watery in South Carolina, there's two tournaments going on, two pretty big tournaments. That's kind of what I was going to talk about here for a few minutes. Um, There is the first, the Southeastern Catfish Club Tournament. Uh, which is going to be on a Friday. And then there is the Cabela's King Cat Tournament, which is on Saturday. Uh, what happened is there was a schedule conflict somewhere. I don't know who put their tournament up first. I don't know if Southeastern had their tournament on Saturday and Cabela's put their tournament on top of it, or if Cabela's had theirs up first and beat southeastern to the punch the bottom line is the guys at the southeastern catfish club were gracious enough and smart enough to put their tournament on friday which is not normally a day that they have their tournament on uh so as not to interfere with the cabela's king cat tournament that was going on uh on the same lake uh that same weekend so it's kind of an oddball weekend because most people don't fish catfish tournaments on friday and uh it's a uh Regular daytime tournament. It's not a nighttime tournament. So you could effectively fish both tournaments if you were so inclined to do so. Uh, It would be a grind. Uh, The Cabela's is only a one-day. The Saturday tournament, uh, the Cabela's King Cat is only a one-day tournament. So it's possible you could go out there and uh, show up Friday, fish, and then go fish the Cabela's uh, deal. The... uh, Tournaments, just FYI, if any of you are trying to sign up last minute to get into them, uh, uh, here's the deal on them. The Southeastern Catfish Club tournament is 100 bucks to enter, and it's a $20 big fish side pot. So uh, you're into it for 120 bucks to pay your entry fee. Now, one other fee that the Southeastern Catfish Club has is a membership fee. It's only 10 bucks. So if you haven't fished in any other tournaments, you want to go fish one on Friday. It's going to cost you 100 bucks to enter, 20 for the big fish, $10 for the membership. That's going to put you at 130 bucks to fish their tournament on Friday. Now, in the Southeastern Catfish Club tournament, it is a three-fish weigh-in. And that tournament on water is pretty much going to be blues uh, or, or what's going to win it. There's a chance, a very small chance, you may see a flathead caught. There are some in the lake, not that many of them. Odds of catching one are not good, but you never know. Be counting on blues. My thinking is probably going to be, uh, my guess on the winning weight, probably going to be... Oh, what do I go with? 20, 60, 68 pounds. That's what I go with. 68 pounds to win it. I know that's kind of low. I know that's not good. 72. I'm going to go with 72. 72 pounds. It's going to be a 20-some pound average to win that event. Now, the Cabela's event, little different story. It is a $300 entry fee. Now, on top of that, you're going to pay a late fee of 25 bucks to enter at this point. Uh, on top of that, you're going to pay 20 bucks for the big fish pot, and then you're going to pay $30 as their membership fee. So 
if you decide you're going to fish that tournament on Saturday, you're looking at 375 bucks to enter. So uh, basically, it's going to cost you about almost 500 bucks to fish both of those tournaments if you're going to do it this weekend. Uh, throw in some gas, uh, some bait, some pre-fishing, hotels, some food, whatever you got going on, and it's a pretty expensive weekend. So uh, you may want to pick and choose uh, your battles. Uh, I have heard nothing from anybody on how many people have entered the Cabela's event. Um, I know that typically the Southeastern Catfish Club tournaments are usually getting at least 50 boats. Uh, an event like this, maybe because it's on this weekend, they may get more. Uh, I don't know too many people that are not going to fish yet and fish the Cabela's instead. I think it's going to be vice versa. There probably be some people that won't fish Cabela's and will take their chances on the uh, Southeastern Catfish Club. But one bad thing about it is it's on Friday. Some people have to work. Some people have jobs. The good thing is that a lot of people have known about this tournament for a while and have been able to take the time off and that kind of thing. So uh, where's the fish going to be? Uh, that is a good, good question. Uh, my guess is Mid-Lake. Uh, that, that's, that's where my money would be. I think anywhere from Colonel Creek to about... Singleton Creek, somewhere in there in the main lake areas. The uh, river can be a very popular area for people to fish there. But just with the way water flow is right now and water levels the way they are, uh, it would be a gamble. I think your best chance of a water release is going to be in the afternoon. So it may be one of those deals where you wait around and try fishing up there later in the afternoon when they turn the water on. The bad thing is there's no exact schedule for the water release you don't know when it's going to happen so it's a big big gamble you're kind of going all in on the chips uh if you're going to do something like that so my bet is it's going to be mid lake you never know though surprises always happen in these tournaments but historically when the cabela's tournament has been uh they had two king cat classics on lake watery and uh both of them were won with mid lake fish and uh I got a feeling that's going to be the same. If anything, uh, I think some of that effect may be exaggerated this year just with the water temperature staying as high as they are. There's an abundance of bait from what I understand. A lot of it is small, though, uh, but there's uh, it's looking like the next couple of years we're going to have a real good shad population. But abundance of bait, usually you can find it in the creeks this time of the year. Uh, it's pulled back out of the river channels and usually pretty easy to catch. Obviously, gizzard shad, great bait to go with. And white perch, that's another popular one uh, in this tournament. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what you're up against there. The uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to take a look here real quick just to make sure, but I think the Cabela's King Cat Classic is going out of Clearwater Cove. Let me double check on that. Uh, the great thing about this new setup here is I can look at my computer while I'm doing this stuff. Yeah, the Camellus King Cat uh, event is 6.30 start time, stop at 3 o'clock, weigh-in is at 4 o'clock. So basically, stop fishing at 3 o'clock, you got to be back to the scales uh, to be in line for weigh-in. The weigh-in site is Clearwater Cove Marina, and that is on the east side of the lake, uh, the... Uh, Southeastern Catfish Club is has, having theirs out of the state park, which is on the west side of the lake. Uh, Clearwater Cove Marina is, it's got the address here, 2029 Baron DeKalb Road. That's D-E-K-A-L-B Road, Baron DeKalb Road. 
Camden, South Carolina. And it looks like you can sign in at the Camden City Arena. This is the seminar site, 517 Bull Street in Camden, South Carolina. Uh, that will be the night before. Uh, late sign in, 5 to 7 p.m. Seminar begins at 7 p.m. Again, that tournament is going to be on the 5th, which is Saturday. And the Southeastern Catfish Club tournament is going to be the day before. Now, the uh, Southeastern Catfish Club tournament is a three-fish limit. Like I said, it will be most likely blues that are going to win that tournament. Uh, sadly, the Cabela's King Cat is a five-fish limit. As many of y'all know, I'm very opposed to five-fish limits. Uh, matter of fact, I won't fish a tournament that has a five-fish limit. Uh, I think that's something that's an archaic rule that needs to be changed, needs to be reduced down to two fish. It makes no sense to be carrying around five fish the size of the fish that you can catch in uh lake watery the mississippi river some of these big places and uh it still saddens me that uh the cabela series has five fish and uh it's 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 a shame that like the mississippi river monsters and these other tournaments do the same thing uh, i'm steadfast and sticking to that i think it needs to be two fish it's better for the fish less fish in the tank uh, the other thing is, it's very easy to weigh the fish. It speeds up the weighing process. One of the biggest problems we have at these tournaments is these fish sitting in tanks waiting to be weighed. If you look at some of these weigh-ins, and if you watch any, any of them on video, it can take a couple of hours, sometimes several hours, to get all these fish through the weigh-in line. Uh, having two fish makes it much quicker and in places where you have a length limit uh, many places like Santee Cooper have a length limit in place to where you can only have so many fish over uh, a whatever the number is 32 inches 34 36 depending on where you're at you don't have to worry about measuring fish go with two fish everything speeds up it's the biggest thing is it's better for the fish and that's the most important thing so Cabela's, if you happen to hear this, you need to change your stuff. You need to care about the fish. You need to start worrying about the fish. And you need to put that as top priority, not worrying about the big numbers on the way in. So that's my rant. I'm going to keep ranting on it until some of these tournaments start changing this and start protecting our fish and our resources. That's it for now. Just a little special one I'm doing here. Uh, just to remind everybody about this tournament. And uh, yeah, uh, if you make it out there and get to go fish, good luck. I'm going to try to come down and probably see what's going on and uh, get a good look at the tournament and see who wins it and brings home some big fish. Be some good fishermen fishing in it. And uh, that's it for now. We'll catch you on the water.